Summer scouting is not over here on Locked On Buckeyes. We have gone over numerous draft-eligible Buckeyes and where they might fall in next year's draft. We went to the defensive ends a week ago. Today, it's all about the defensive tackles. You love Michael Hall Jr.? Do NFL draft analysts love him as well? We dive into that today on Locked On Buckeyes. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Tuesday, the first day in August in the year of 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day during today's episode my favorite nfl draft analyst is back he is a draft analyst for rise and draft scouting this young man also covers notre dame recruiting for irishbreakdown.com it's my guy your guy ryan roberts is back on the show ryan's been with us for a long time this offseason more than normal and we're not done with him yet we talked about the defensive ends recently and where they stack up and how NFL people are viewing them. Today, it's all about four defensive tackles for your Ohio State Buckeyes. Ryan, welcome back to the show. I appreciate it, Jay. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, it's always great to be back. I know interior defensive line is a spot that Ohio State definitely wants to improve as far as the consistency from 2022 to 2023. And I really think that they can, man. So I'm excited to talk about a few of these guys because there's a lot of talent to work with if you're Larry Johnson in this group. A lot of talent, but Ryan, when I was going through the intro and I said the date, the first day in the month of August, football's coming up at the end of the month. And I'm sitting here in in the office, microphone here, and I'm just thinking about black changes. Nothing is different. Nothing hits the same way. Well, a few things do hit a little bit different, but it's rare to find things in our life that hit like the way football season does when it starts. And I don't care if you care about week zero or not. It's football and I'm ready for it. Yeah. Well, Notre Dame has a week zero game. They're playing out in Dublin uh, against Navy. So um, football started already for Notre Dame last week, I guess. So I'm assuming Ohio State is probably starting this week, which is going to be super exciting. And I mean, we're only 30 days away from college football. Some number like that, man. So it's going to be fast and furious here very soon. Week zero. And then things are going to get kicked off. And it's one of the more volatile seasons I think that we can remember, at least from a preseason perspective. Because, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but when's the last time that Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State have all had new starting quarterbacks? It's been a while that it's been happening in the same year. So a lot to get excited about, man, because I feel, I feel like this year is a little bit more wide open than it typically has been over the last couple of years. And this is the best time of year, man, because every team has hope until the, uh, until the games officially start. Every team has hope, and Buckeye fans, even though things were a little down at the end of last year, there is hope for Ohio State. Not just in the outcome of the season that the Buckeyes will win the national championship, beat Michigan, win the Big Ten uh, Conference as well. There's also hope, Ryan, on the interior of the defensive line. You hinted at it earlier. I have been waiting personally to get a guy on the interior that is a game wrecker every single game. Got a little bit with Haskell Garrett. Can't forget he was an All-American, um, believe a second of last year before he was done playing football at Ohio State. But there's a thought that Michael Hall Jr. 
it can be a game changer, a game wrecker every single game. Before we dive into him specifically, when you look at Michael Hall Jr., Tyleek Williams, Ty Hamilton, and even Tyrone Malone joining the mix, what kind of talent do you – how would you describe a talent in that foursome? I mean, it's a, it's a high level of talent. I mean, I think that when you're talking about who are the – what's the best – you know, quartet of interior defensive linemen coming back in college football. I think Ohio State has an a argument to be in that conversation, right? Because you have you have two proven guys coming back. I mean, proven in the sense that you've seen a lot of flashes, obviously, from a Michael Hall and from a Ty Leak Williams. You even saw some flashes at times from a Ty Hamilton, who obviously is the younger brother of, of Davon Hamilton, who's mm-hmm. an NFL player and was a very good player at Ohio State. And then Tywan Malone's former High caliber four star recruits. Obviously, he didn't really have the production at Ole Miss that you would have wanted for him coming out of the state of New Jersey, but he's certainly talented at six foot four, 305 pounds, and good movement skills. So, if we're just talking about a top four of an interior defensive line class and the talent that they have to potentially break out in 2023, I think Ohio State should be excited just about anybody in college football. I mean, outside of maybe Georgia, I think that this, this foursome has a chance to be one of the best and most impactful in college football if you're developed properly. And honestly, I believe, Ryan, that Ohio State needs this. Yep. We talk about, and I know you watch it and see it on Saturdays. You saw it in the Notre Dame game and other games Ohio State played. The secondary has not been up to par lately. Yep. Linebacker play, good a year ago. Won't say it's been elite, but good a year ago. But there's still more to be desired. If you want those two units to be good, you got to get good play up front. And it doesn't just start with Tui Malolo or Sawyer or Kenyatta Jackson Jr., who Ryan Day discussed during Big Ten Media Days. The interior of the D-line kind of sets the tone for everything else that happens on the defense. D-line as a whole, yes, but interior of the D-line does a good job of it. And my call, and I think the other starter will be Tyleek Williams, those two guys together, Tyleek, if his conditioning is, is better. If Michael Hall is more consistent, we'll talk about that later. That could be a, two, a two-headed monster that could really mess things up and really make things tough for Notre Dame um, when the two battle each other out in September. Well, I mean, they gave Notre Dame problems last year. I mean, Michael Hall was probably the player of the game defensively for Ohio State. He had a couple sacks in that football game. I, I Jay, I think that, and we talked about this a little bit, I think, last week, but Larry Johnson is a great defensive line coach. But Larry Johnson over the last recent years or, you know, last, I mean, pretty much for his entire Ohio State tenure has much has developed the edge position much better than the interior defensive line position. Mm-hmm. Cause you've had obviously the Boses, you've had chase young, you've had a lot of talent on the, on the edges interior defensive line. There's been talent. I mean, I think of guys like Jonathan Hankins and Devon Hamilton, and there's been some NFL players on the interior, but I feel like for the most part, some of those guys didn't really live up to potential into the consistency that you need for them to be continue gain records. So Talent is obviously there. And Ohio State, I think for the first time in the last few years, has the most depth of impactful interior defensive linemen that I think they've had in recency. So they have a chance to be really good. They have a chance to be special or they have a chance to be just solid. You know, I think there's multiple layers to how good this interior defensive line could be, but it has a chance. I mean, Again, not many teams have a combination of a Michael Hall and a Tyleek Williams at the top with some depth behind them. So there is talent to work with. I think that the interior defensive line has to be developed a little bit properly, uh, a little better, I should say. 
And it certainly has a chance to be a big step up because you have the edge guys, you have the linebackers. There's a lot of talent in that front seven. It's now about the interior defensive line matching the impact that the edges and the linebackers should have in 2023. Well, here Ryan talk about and Ray to discuss the potential that Ohio State has on the interior of the D line. What does the talent have? How does how do people from the NFL view the talent that Ohio State has? Michael Junior, Tyler Williams, and others. We discuss it next. All locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fits only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ryan, there's four guys we're going to discuss throughout the duration of the rest of the show, and we can't talk anything about Ohio State D-tackles without touching on number 51, Mike Hall Jr., standing at six two, 285 pounds. And the heights and weights I'm going to use today are all coming from Ohio State's official website. So you're going to hear one later on that Ryan said earlier for a weight for a player. That's different than what's on the website. You're also going to hear about a weight on the website from a player that's different than what you might think about him. So all these are going to be just from, like, Ohio State's website specifically to keep it all streamlined and, and, to, and together. But Michael Judy, you talk about the game against Notre Dame, and I was excited, kind of jumping out of – jumping, going crazy just about the – way he played in that game and the thought about what else we would see in 2022. We saw that in that game. I think Michigan state was a game where he played with seven or eight plays, seven or eight snaps and had what two and a half sacks or whatever. It was something, some stupid number. Like yeah. you're on the field that many plays you have that production. Why aren't you playing more? Which goes into a word that Ryan hit me with before the show. And one thing that he wants to see in other NFL people want to see from Michael Hall jr. It's consistency. Don't have the inconsistent play. Be more consistent. Ryan, is that just the overarching? Is that the main thought for Michael Hall Jr. from the NFL side is just need to see more consistent play? Yeah, you do. And I think that starts with more consistent playing time, which you kind of hit on a ton there, right? And I think we need to remember that Michael Michael Hall Jr. was just a redshirt freshman last year. I mean, coming into last season, I had no idea who Michael Hall Jr. was. I mean, you talked about Tyleek Williams was coming off a good freshman year, and then you talk about Teron Vincent and Jerron Cage and those types of cats coming back as, you know, super seniors. That Those were the guys that you knew. And then the first game of the season, obviously, against Notre Dame, you quickly figure out who Michael Hall is because he had a great game, obviously, against Notre Dame. But you mentioned Michigan State. You mentioned Notre Dame. I think that Michael Hall had all his tackle for loss and sack production in like three games last yeah. year, right? Like it just wasn't super consistent. There were a lot of games where it was just like zero tackles for loss, zero sacks, only a tackle or two. The consistency wasn't there last year. And I think again, I think it's partly due to playing time being a little bit inconsistent. 
And I also think it's about Michael Hall is a very interesting player for me, Jay, because he isn't the biggest guy in the world. I mean, you mentioned he's about six foot two. He's about 285 pounds. He is in this very interesting kind of slew of undersized one gap penetrators that could potentially be in the 2024 NFL draft. I think of guys like Jerzon Newton out of Illinois. I think of guys like Chris Jenkins out of Michigan, guys that are undersized sub 300. I actually think that Jerzon was listed at 300 even in the spring, but he played obviously in the 290 pound range in 2022. But those guys are not going to be your traditional one text guys are going to play, you know, play double work, double teams, a ton two gap. Like they're, they're not going to be those types of players. Michael Hall is going to be, he's going to be, you're going to be able to understand his impact by the plays he makes in the backfields. He isn't a penetration style player. So you need him to have that consistent production because there's going to be times. And cause he's in a little bit of a lighter weight class that he's going to get moved at the point of attack. He's going to get kind of displaced from a gap. But then there's going to be times where he's going to pressure a quarterback. He's going to make a tackle for loss. He's going to be able to split a gap and create a, a great penetration and make a play bounce or make a easy play for Tommy Eichenberg or still Chambers to be able to come from behind him. That impact needs to be more consistent because the the – Great part about it is that he's really good at that role. I think that he is a really interesting penetration style player. But the other thing, though, is, and NFL teams will talk about this a little bit, is that Michael Hall is a little bit scheme dependent or yeah. role dependent. He's yeah. not going to be a guy that's going to be for everyone. He's not going to be a three down player, a, a, a three man defensive lineman potentially at the next level consistently because he's not going to work at the, at the point of attack. And he's not going to be a guy that's going to be working the nose or the shade or a one tech in a four man front a ton. He is going to be a three technique that is going to be able to use his athleticism, his twitch, which he has a lot of it. He does. I mean, he is a really quick twitch kid. He's got a really nice first step and he's actually got pretty good hands for his age. A kid that can get off of blocks and be able to finish at the quarterback. So all those things are really nice. But when you are a little bit of a scheme-specific, role-specific player, you need to be able to be super consistent in that role or else your value kind of drops a little bit. So there's a lot of upside with a Michael Hall Jr. You need to see it on a more consistent basis. But certainly, if we're talking about the kids that are going to be that attack-style, penetration-style three technique, he's one of the more talented that we could potentially have in 2024 NFL drafts. He's one of those guys, Ryan, that last year – there's always going to be player comps, and this guy reminds you of this person, and I tagged you on something on Twitter. Or someone said, oh, Marvin Harrison Jr., player comp is here, and I was like, or maybe it was Abuka, one of the two, or some receiver. I was like, Ryan, do you agree? He said, absolutely not. So <laughs> player comps are not something that Ryan nor I really like to use a lot of, but during the season, Ryan, I even use this on the thumbnail for, for certain reasons because it's going to get your attention. Yeah. Some people call Michael Hall Jr. baby Aaron Donald. Oh, <laughs> that's a big, big, big statement to make. And I can hype it up and discuss it and say, yeah, he's there. One, I don't watch enough NFL football. Mm-hmm. I don't watch enough Aaron Donald to make that connection. Two, he didn't play enough to say he is that guy. Because Aaron yeah. Donald doesn't just do it first quarter, second quarter. He does it all four quarters, every game he plays, throughout the entire regular season, and into the playoffs. We haven't seen that from Michael Hall Jr., so – if that's something that is more likely to be a player comp, great. I 
still would probably stay away from that. But he is someone that when you say three technique, I was hoping I was hoping you were going to say he's going to be he'd be able to bump outside to the outside on a three man line. I wouldn't suggest it, but I was hoping yeah. you would just prove me. You would say something that was different than what was in my mind. If we get that play from him. It's not only going to be beneficial for the Ohio State Buckeyes in 2023. We could also be looking to, to a guy who gets a first round draft pick in 2024. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if he that consistent play that we need from him, even though since he's scheme specific, yep. that might be a way for him to be a first round pick for the Buckeyes. Well, I'll, I'll give you a comp, uh, one that I like a little better, Jay, because I just think that every player that creates some level of penetration inside that's a little undersized, we just say Aaron Donald, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's the pro, that's the archetype for that spot. But I would say Draymond Jones is the okay. guy who okay. Ohio State fans should be very familiar yeah. with. Draymond was same type of dude, man. He was kind of a sleek, well-put-together interior defensive lineman that could move, and he could create some headaches for opposing offensive linemen. He was very underrated when he came out. I think he ended up being like a third-round draft pick when he came out of Ohio State, and it was just like he was a better football player than that. Like he should have been at least – he should have been a second-round pick when it was all said and done. But I really think that Michael Hall can have a similar – impact and similar trajectory to a Draymond Jones who just got paid in the NFL. Like he's turned himself into a really good interior defensive lineman. Could he be a first round pick? It's possible. I think that he's going to need a whole lot of maturing that needs to happen for one year. I think more than likely, if we're talking about the true first round conversation, he's probably a kid that goes back for two more years and he enters as a redshirt junior. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's possible. I think that's more likely because he's good. His body's going to mature a little bit more. He's going to add more good weight. Maybe he's better working at the point of attack. If he's able to consistently play more closer to the 300 pound range than he is as a 285 pound range. But if we're talking to 2024, I think that he could be a top 50 player if he develops properly, which obviously is to the middle of the second round. I think that he could be somewhere in that ballpark for sure because he has traits that not a lot of guys have, you know, like I think we take it for granted sometimes, but he is one of the rare players because there's a lot of big defensive tackles in the 2024 NFL draft. I think of like Dante Corleone from Cincinnati is a big dude Devondre sweat from Texas is a big guy. Keith Randolph from Illinois is a big guy. But not all those guys can consistently make backfield production on a snap-to-snap basis. If Michael Hall is able to play a lot more in 2023 and able to have a more consistent impact, I think he could play himself into that range. Tyreek Williams. we got more time here in, uh, before going into another break. Tyreek Williams is one of those guys. Ryan, I heard you. I heard Joe on the podcast that you are the host of. I know Joe DeLeon will not like that, but it is Ryan's show. Yes. And I had I heard you guys praise him. Yep. And it sounded like you guys said a lot of the same things Ohio State fans say about Tyleek Williams. It's good. He's really good. You want to see him play more? You want to get it you want to see him in better shape. Is that yep. kind of how NFL people are viewing him as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, Jay, he is listed at 6'3", 320 pounds. And I've heard from some people, I don't know if this is true, that he's down to like 295 this offseason. I don't so know if that's true I want to interrupt you, Ryan. I wasn't yeah. going to do this now. The official Ohio State website, this is why I said that little yeah. note about the weight, height and weight earlier, has him listed at 6'2", 290. Huh. And I wanted to double check it because I was like, okay, ESPN, what do other people have? Others have him hired at 320. One yeah. had 320, one side had 318. If he's down to 290, 
He's just trying to just check some of the boxes some are saying, but also I don't know if he can play at 290. I just want to throw that in there. That, yeah, that, that's that, that's a really interesting thing to watch because the player that I watched on film was 320 or maybe even a little bit more. I mean, he looked a little bit – I'm going to be nice as I possibly can. He has some bad weight on his frame like he does. He had some bad weight on his frame. It sounds like maybe he doesn't have as much bad weight on his frame, which is great. But that was one of my big notes, man, is that like – I want to buy into Tyreek Williams so much because there are some flashes on film where I'm like, that's a regular. Like, not a lot of guys his size can do those types of things. There's some incredible flexibility. There's some really nice one-gap penetration-style ability for a guy that is as big as he was on film. So I want to buy into him so well, so to such a high level, but conditioning needs to be better. Like – I. We, we could we could blame the coaches all we want for not getting a guy on the field on the field and some of it is very deserving. But I have heard that there is some conditioning concerns with Tyleek Williams. There has been. So if that has been remedied, that's great. I would love to see him on the field more because I think that he really does have a lot of untapped potential. But I would also say this for me, can he play a 290, 295 to your point? That's a little troubling to me, man, because one of the easy things about him is that he could work the point of attack because he was a massive, strong kid. Is he going to be as strong? Is his core strength going to be able to stay maintained at 290, 295 pounds? I have some questions there a little bit. So I hope he didn't overcorrect too much in the other direction where he's like, I need to get in better shape. I'm going to get into like this crazy shape where everyone, like nobody's able to say anything to me anymore because then you take away a little bit of the core strength and, and physicality that you had to bring to the table eventually. So he's going to be a fascinating evaluation because the guy I saw in film was not a 295 pounds sleek interior defensive lineman. It was a round massive humanity that could move really well for his size. And that's what caught my attention with Tyreek. I hope you like what Ryan has to say about Tyreek Williams, because it's more of that coming up on the show. I'd love to hear about Ryan is he a guy that has to stay in one scheme or can he play in multiple? We'll hear more about that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with the supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift for someone you love, check out Billiards Plus. They have exactly what you are looking for. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Alhassen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and La Griddle. That will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stand the test of time. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Check them out at billiards-plus.com. Billiards Plus, family-owned and operated for generations. Ryan, earlier you said Michael Hall Jr. is more scheme-specific, more of a three-tech. Yep. Is the same? Is that the same kind of thing you would say about Tyleek Williams? No, I think Ty Lee can be a, a, a multi-front player and a player that moves around a ton on the defense line. I mean, it, he's been asked to do that a little bit. I mean, there's yep. been some times where he's been at three. There's been some times where he's been a, a shade nose, a one, two, two-eye. Like, he's been moved around a little bit for Ohio State over the last mm -hmm. couple of years. 
And I think as long again, Jay, like as long as he doesn't, as long as he didn't just take away the power profile that he brought on film, I think that he could play in the three man front. I think he could play in a four man front. If he's more in the 310, 315 range, which I think is kind of the sweet spot for him, just being a little bit more of a, you know, a, a better weight 310, 315. I think that he has a chance to be a scheme-diverse player that can move up and down the line of scrimmage. He reminds me of another Ohio State comp. He reminds me of Jonathan Hankins a ton. Ooh, Jonathan Hankins. A yeah, a little bit. Jonathan Hankins, though, really physical dude at the line of scrimmage, right? Like really dense and put together and didn't get moved a ton. But then he had that occasional flash where you're like, oh, that's a little different. Like not many guys that big can move that well. And that's what I get out of Ty Lake. If at the best of him, I think he could be that type of football player. He wasn't on film that consistent enough. Like that's just kind of where it is. And consistent, much different from the Michael Hall conversation. Michael Hall is was inconsistent, I believe, because he didn't play enough and he was young, right? Like that's the inconsistencies. Ty Lake, I just think, wasn't in the best shape of all time in 2022. I hope that he's in much better one in 2023. Ryan, you're looking at a guy, let's say he does go out into the draft at the end of the season, day two pick, day three pick, or maybe first round. Where do you where do you see him going if he goes and enters the draft? That's why it's such a hard one. I mean, literally on my podcast, we talked about there is a world, there, there's multiple realities with him. I feel like I'm in like a Marvel, you know, cinematic universe right now, Jay. It's like Tyleek Williams, there's a there's a there is a reality where he's the first defensive tackle off the board. I, if he takes a, a massive step, it's a massive one though. And there's another reality where he's an early day three football player who goes in the fourth round just because he's super talented, but he's maddingly inconsistent. But there's, and there's also every reality in between there. It's like, if Tyler Williams goes in the second round, would I be shocked? No. If you went in the third round, would I be shocked? No. If you went in the fourth round, would I be shocked? No. If he returned to school, would I be shocked? No, I wouldn't. There's no reality that would take me off off guard with Ty Leak. I think that he could be as good as he wants to be, and I also think that he could be as inconsistent as he wants to be. That he is in control of his destiny purely. And I know that's a super cliche, and some people will laugh at that statement, but he literally has so many different outcomes that I'm not really sure what to make of Ty Leak right now. Right? Like I think right now I said on the podcast I would be comfortable today to take him in the third to fourth rounds. That's where I would be comfortable. But is there a reality in a few months where I'm like, Tyler Williams is a top 50 pick and I take him in the early second round or maybe think about the late first if if he takes a nice step? Those, those outcomes all exist. That's why it's so difficult to really project right now because I think that the player that Tyler Williams can be and the player he is now, they haven't met yet. They haven't met yet. If they do meet, I think he's going to be an excellent football player. Or he could be a lot of what you saw in 2022 where it's like he's still good, but is he great? And will he ever be great? That's the question mark I have with Tyleek. We don't have enough time to hit all the players you want to discuss today, Ryan, unless we can get this done quickly because yeah. uh, Ryan and I both talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> Ty Hamilton is the other one. Backup role, number 58, yes. six foot three. I believe he's at 200. Let me get this correct. I don't want to say the wrong height or weight for him. People come on here and say, well, Jay, you said the wrong thing. You're trying to look at the website. Forgive me. Uh, Ty <laughs> Hamilton stands at 6'3", 295. That comes to the, from Ohio State's website. A guy who's not going to start. Yep. A guy who also will be a rotational piece who Ohio State's defense needs to be successful. I don't know how NFL people view guys that are backups at this stage of their careers. How do you view them, Ryan? 
Well, I mean, some people like him. I mean, Jim Nagy already made a tweet out this offseason because there are some draftable grades that Ty Hamilton has from a league perspective. And I, I think I'm pretty much on course with what Jim has kind of highlighted a little bit. I, I I think he said something about, you know, maybe potentially being a day two pick. I don't see that. I really don't. I think Ty Hamilton, because like you said, 6'3", 295, solid athlete, pretty good strength. But there's nothing about him that pops to me. Like, he is just a solid football player. Obviously, he's the younger brother of Devon Hamilton, who Devon was a really gifted football player. I think Ty is just kind of the the less talented version of Devon Hamilton. Like, that's kind of what I see. Like, I don't think he's a bad football player. I think he's a very solid football player. I actually think that he'll be better as – I think he'll be a better rotational player than what Jerron Cage and and Teron Vincent ended up being at, at Ohio State. So I think that he has a chance to get drafted. Will it be highly? I don't say it, man. Like, again, like, I, I just think that there's going to be – we're just going to be in that ballpark with him where it's just like he's solid at pretty much everything. But is he good at anything truly? Is he great at anything truly? I just don't see it there. So I just – I think that we're talking about a late – a mid to late day three football player. Like fifth to seventh round, solid lunch pail player, another stupid scouting cliche, but a guy that can come in day in and day out – and you know what you're going to get. I just don't think Ty Hamilton is going to take anybody off guard and be like, oh, man, he's a better athlete than I thought. Oh, man, he's a lot stronger than I thought. He's a solid football player. There's nothing wrong with that. Tywon Malone at the same time, 6'4", 15, according to Ohio yeah. State's website. He has more time. He can still play college football after this year. And I think it would be beneficial. Coming in, not going to start. Probably won't be a starter throughout any duration of the season. And I think he's a guy that could get under Larry Johnson, be at Ohio State there in Columbus. Yep. And also benefit from being a backup this year, staying in school, Ryan, playing next year, and then entering the draft in 2025. I think he needs a redshirt year and not a true redshirt year. And as in, he's not, he's only going to play four games and not play, but he needs a redshirt year of developments. I mean, he played two years at, at Ole Miss and just wasn't productive, Jay. Like, I think there's a, a solid line of, he needs to play a little bit, but also he needs to be taught. He needs a teacher. And that's what Larry Johnson is, obviously. So the kid was a former high-caliber four-star recruit that everybody wanted in college football for a reason. Like, he's 6'4", he's 305-plus pounds. You say he's up to 315 pounds. He's strong. He's quick. He's agile. The tools are there, certainly. But if for Ohio State fans, I think just temper expectations. Yeah. 2024 college football season is much more of where I think you'll be able to see what Taiwan, Taiwan Malone's true impact could be. I think 2023 is going to be about getting his feet under him and really start to hone in the finer points of playing the position, not just be an athlete out there. Ryan, love having you on, man. And it just hit me once again, said it the other day. I, I, there's so too many players left that are draft eligible to fit them all into one show. So you're getting yeah. more of Ryan before Ohio State season starts in 2023. You got to go linebackers, got to go corners, and also got to go safety separately because there's so much talent that could be drafted from the Buckeyes in the spring. Ryan, if you could let everyone know where they could follow you on Twitter, maybe on threads, and also where they can read some of your stuff as well. Yeah, no, Jay, I appreciate it as always, man. I look forward for our Josh Proctor conversation for the first straight year. I look forward <laughs> Just get to it. my head, man. Just pop into my head as well. Oh, gosh. Rise and Draft on Twitter, R-A-S-E-N, Draft, R-N-N-D, are all capitalized. I appreciate Jay as always for following me there and being able to have me on the show. If you all want to follow... Uh, again, just go rise and draft on Twitter. It, I've, I've been putting out a lot more NFL draft takes as we kind of hit the end of summer scouting. 
through every – I think we only have two positions left on the podcast uh, on the first team NFL Draft and College Football Podcast. So if you want to go take a listen there. And then, of course, Notre Dame-Ohio State, fifth game of the season this year or fifth week of the season, I should say. If you all want to go take a listen or watch um, irishbreakdown.com, we also have a podcast over there to get a little insight into what Notre Dame's cooking up and being able to play the Buckeyes in South Bend this year, make sure to go follow there as, as, as well. So hope to see, catch you all on their threads. RND scouting on threads. Don't really go on there. It's, it's kind of, it's weird right now, but I might have to leave. I, I, I think I said Twitter a second ago, but we're on X now. All right. So no more Twitter for the, uh, for the people out there. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at jstevens07. <laughs> Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Love having Ryan on. Got more stuff coming. You love Steel Chambers. I love Steel Chambers. And I wonder if Ryan does as well. We got Steel Chambers, uh, Cody Simon, in a show with Tommy Eichenberg as well. That'll be coming at you shortly soon, where Ryan will just dive into all three of those players here on Locked on Buckeyes. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Tuesday. I'll see you next time.